Love Cathedral. I'm over here at the Willow Glen Sweet Shop. This is my go-to place whenever I have a sweet tooth. It's one of my favorite stores in San Jose. And today I'm over here looking for a card because they have these great cards with animals on the front of them. For example, here's a card with a dog with a cap on that says, aim high, congratulations. And how about this card? The dog has a helmet on and inside it says, happy Father's Day from the troops. And then there's this card with a lady who's got some curlers in her hair and inside it says, living the dream. I think she goes to cathedral. Well, I was over here looking for a card and I, I just couldn't seem to find it because the card I was looking for had to do with Ascension Day and the official church calendar. This is the week we celebrate Ascension Day. Now, there are plenty of other days that get a lot of attention, days like Christmas and days like Easter. People say Merry Christmas. People say Happy Easter. But when's the, when's the last time someone walked up to you and said, have a most blessed Ascension Day? Like, never? Uh, it may be the most overlooked of all the days on the church calendar. And yet, when the early church fathers were writing out their statement of faith, what are the essentials that bind us all together as Christians? Look at what they put in there. In the Apostles' Creed, we read, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, buried, and on the third day rose again. And then there's this, he ascended to the Father in heaven and is seated right now at the right hand of God. To the early church fathers, the ascension was not an afterthought, but a strategic part of the work of Jesus. And when the truth of the ascension gets into you, it'll rock your world. So for the next few moments, let's think about the ascension. What does it mean and why does it matter? Now, I couldn't find an Ascension Day card, but I did find this $100,000 bar and this candy bar is absolutely heavenly. I love this. Mm. So good. Hello, Cathedral. Does anybody have a sweet tooth? Anybody have a sweet tooth this morning? Right over here. Oh, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am so glad that you're here this weekend, wherever you're at on campus, because this month, the entire month, we're going to look at a book in the Bible called the Book of Acts. It's a book that talks about the early church. You see how the wind of God and the fire of God touches the earth in the book of Acts. And here is my prayer for this month. God, what happened back then, let it happen today. Let the wind blow, let the fire fall on this piece of earth called the Cathedral of Faith in San Jose. God, let it happen today. And all God's people said, amen. amen. 
Well, my heart is big with anticipation of what God is going to do this month at Cathedral. And today we start out by looking at the story in Acts chapter 1. It's the story of the ascension. And so I'm going to invite you, wherever you're at, stand with me, please, for the reading of that passage. Acts chapter 1, let's stand together for the reading of God's word. Follow along as I read Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. After saying this, Jesus was taken up into a cloud while they were watching. A cloud was always a symbol of God's presence. And they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring? Let me read that again. Why are you standing here staring? One more time. Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Anybody looking forward to that day? Amen. Let's give God praise for the reading of his word. Jesus has ascended. And if you really take hold of this, it'll rock your world. It will. You'll leave here with great joy because Jesus has ascended. That means we too are on our way up. So before you're seated, look at somebody and tell them, I'm on my way up. Go ahead and do that. I'm on my way up. I'm on my way up. Now, there, there are three takeaways from this story. And I want you to think this morning, listen with your spirit, which one... Did God bring you here today to take hold of? The first takeaway has to do with nostalgia and newness. Nostalgia and newness. Do you ever get nostalgic? I found some pictures that were kind of nostalgic. You can see one. It says, remember when soda was good for you? Remember that? Or here's another picture. It said, my favorite childhood memory is not paying bills. Boy. Yeah, that was awesome. And here's one that said, is there a Facebook group for feeling nostalgic, for feeling nostalgic? When it comes to nostalgia, there's something about looking back at the good old days. I had one of those nostalgic moments here recently. My wife and I were invited to a charity event up in San Francisco. It was being held at one of those old Victorian houses and we went up to the event, and we walked into the door, and in the backyard, it was a small backyard, but they had built this little tiny stage, and, and there were three performers who were going to be singing songs from the 70s and the 80s, the good old days, right? And so you had, uh, see if you remember any of these it was the lead singer from a band called Pablo Cruz anyone remember them 
Then the lead singer, our friend David Pack from Ambrosia, we remember that band. And then, of course, my favorite singer of all time, he was the lead singer from a band called the Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald. And so Michael and David Pack and David Jenkins get up on the stage and they sing all these songs from the 70s and the 80s and it took me back, back in the day. I felt like I was 18 again, 18 years old. I was feeling nostalgic. I wonder if the disciples felt a little bit nostalgic as they watched Jesus ascend. I mean, they walked with Jesus and talked with Jesus and lived with Jesus and ministered with Jesus for three and a half years. They saw him do amazing miracles. They saw him give incredible teaching. But then they watched him die on the cross. And when he died on the cross, their dreams died with him. But then he comes back from the dead. Oh my! And they are so excited. The band is back together again. And we're going to start touring. And things are going to be just like they used to be. And we're going to walk together and talk together and, well, minister together and work together. And then the ascension happens. And as they watch Jesus disappear, they stand and they stare because they know those good old days are gone. Standing and staring. On the surface, it looks like the ascension means the absence of Jesus. But the deeper truth is this. The ascension means the increased presence of Jesus. That Jesus' presence would be multiplied. That Jesus' presence would be amplified, that Jesus would be with them and in them in a way that was more than they could have ever dreamed of. Jesus told them that if he ascended, he would send his very own spirit, the Holy Spirit, to dwell in them. Jesus told them, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you power. Then you will tell everyone about me in Jerusalem in all Judea, in Samaria, and everywhere in the world. Disciples, you're not finished. You're just getting started. There are great new days ahead. Can we give God praise? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the angels... Remind the disciples, why are you standing and staring? It's time to start moving and grooving. And maybe that's the word that God has for you today. God brought you into this service in this moment 
And this is the word that needs to take hold of you. Why are you standing and staring? It's time for you to start moving and grooving. You're not finished. You're just getting started. You know, I had to own this word for myself because it's very easy and it's nice to be nostalgic about, you know, the ministry that I have with my dad for so long. We served on a team together here at the church for 38 years. We were on staff together and well, when I think about the highlights that we had and the dreams that we had and the, the dreams we saw come to pass, 38 years, looking back on all that, it's just easy to get nostalgic, but I know my dad and Kurt knows my dad, and if my dad had to send an angel to heaven down here to talk to me today, this is what he'd say, Ken, stop standing and staring, it's time for you to start moving and grooving. Cathedral of Faith is not finished. It's just getting started. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the best days are still ahead for this church and for the Bay Area. I was at a gathering that was even well, it was even more meaningful to me than the charity event I was a part of because at this gathering, I was uh, in Colorado for four days with 30 key pastors and leaders from around the Bay Area. And we were united together for four days, praying and strategizing about the Bay Area. And we left there being full of faith for the future of the Bay Area. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And friend, I want you to get ready because the Bay Area is not finished. God is just getting started and Cathedral is right in the middle of it. Hallelujah. I'm just getting started. Say that with me. I'm just getting started. Boy, that's the word for somebody today. Is that the word that God is giving to you? You're not finished. You're just getting started. Now, there's a second thing that we see in that passage. It's called ruling and reigning, this event called the ascension. And in order to set the image, I need a chair. If the tech team, if you guys can hear me, uh, whatever chair you have back there, just bring it out. Any, any chair will do. Just, just bring the chair out and... Uh, you know, that'd be great. Whatever chair. Oh, look at that. that. That is a great chair. It's perfect for what I need. How about a big hand for our tech team? They are amazing. They read my mind. That's amazing. This idea of ruling and reigning. When you hear the word Ascension Day, think of the idea coronation day the most recent or I should say uh, a big regal coronation 67 years ago in England Queen Elizabeth was her coronation day she's been ruling for 67 years and we actually found some footage watch and this gives you a feel 
of what a coronation day is like. Coronation Day is a very big deal. And can you imagine the Coronation Day that took place when Jesus returned to heaven? Are you kidding me? What was that like? Jesus comes all the way down from heaven to earth as a flesh and blood baby. He brings God all the way down to us. And then he lives the perfect life we could not live. And then he dies the death that we deserve to die. And then he comes back from the dead, proving that he's telling the truth. And then, with his mission accomplished, he ascends to heaven for coronation day. He takes our humanity with him back to God. And when he arrives in heaven, the Bible says, when Jesus offered one sacrifice for the sins of all time, he sat down at the right hand of God. The right hand was the place of honor. The right hand was the place of authority. Ascension day is that day When Jesus is declared as the king of all kings, as the Lord of all lords, with a name above every name, that is what Ascension Day is all about. Hallelujah! (laughs) Jesus, as the king of the entire universe. How would that change your world? If you had a vision of Jesus as the king of your universe. Daniel, the prophet, has a a vision of this moment. He says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. That all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. Amen. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. And all God's people said, Jesus is the king of the universe. Ascension Day is his coronation day. How would it change your world if you really got a vision that Jesus was in charge? No matter what you see out here, 
that the greater reality is Jesus is in charge of the entire universe. Who is in charge? I heard about this lion. He woke up one day and said, I'm going to tell everybody who's king of the jungle. So he went up to the monkey and he said, who's king of the jungle? And the monkey said, well, everyone knows it's you, mighty lion. Then he walks over to the bear and he says, who's king of the jungle? And the bear says, everybody knows it's you, knows it's you, mighty lion. And then he walks up to the elephant and he says, who's king of the jungle? And the elephant grabs that lion with his trunk, lifts him up in the air, spins him around, pounds him on the ground, dunks him in the lake, throws him against a tree, and the lion falls down, staggers to his feet, shakes his mane, and says, just because you don't know the answer, you don't have to get mad. Who is in charge? Yeah. Who is in charge? In your heart of hearts, what do you see today? Do you see the ascended Jesus who is in charge of the universe, in charge of your universe? He's got your whole world in his hands. If you see that today, It'll change, it'll be a game changer for you and how you face life, how you face death. There's a man in the book of Acts, you read about him, his name is Stephen. Stephen would become the first martyr in the early church. Stephen, the reason he was executed was because he followed Jesus, that's all he did. He followed Jesus and told others about Jesus. He was executed because he was a Christian, kind of like ISIS executes Christians today. This is what happened back then. But during his execution, he still has this sense of calm confidence. Even when he's surrounded by haters, he's got this calm confidence. How does he have that? Well, we read in Acts chapter 7, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. How was Stephen so confident in life and in death? Because he had a vision of Jesus that Jesus was in charge of the universe. And friend, if today you will lift your eyes off your circumstances, and get your eyes back on Jesus. He's exalted. He is the king of the universe, and he has your whole world in his hands, and he will not let you go. Hallelujah! There's a confidence that you have in life and even in death when you know that Jesus is in charge of the universe. And that brings us to the last takeaway. The last takeaway is about authority and assurance. Authority and assurance. Now there is a passage in Ephesians, the first chapter of Ephesians, that talks about the ascension. And it is so powerful. Let me read it to you. It says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us 
who believe him. How many believers do we have in the house today? Let me see your hands. Then this is about you. This is written for you. This is the same mighty power that Christ, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. And all God's people said, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of his Christ. And has made him head over all things. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And look at this last part. For the benefit of the church. That's you. Do you know who you are? That Christ is on the throne of the universe. And he has that authority for your benefit And my benefit. What does that look like in real life? Well, think of it in this way. Think that apart from Christ, this is what spiritual reality looks like. You have Jesus as the ultimate authority. And then under Jesus, you have dark powers that exist. And then under those dark powers, you have fallen humanity. When we sinned, we gave up our place of authority, and so now we are under the influence of these dark powers. But after you put your faith in Jesus, something significant changes, and you find that there is Jesus as the ultimate authority, but then he restores us to our place of authority, and that means... Dark forces do not have to rule our lives anymore. Look at what the Bible says about the truth of who you you are. That God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Did you hear that? Jesus is on the throne. And even now, he says, come on up here with me. Because I want to share my authority with you. How great is that? How great is that? Do we have any dog people in the house? Let me see your hands. Any dog people? I, I found this. You, you, dog people appreciate this. It says, I, I feel sorry for people who don't have dogs. I hear they have to pick up food when they drop it on the floor. <laughs> you know, we, we have a dog. We have a, a, a big dog. It's an Irish wolfhound. And he's a very big dog. When he stands up, his head's up here. And you can see a picture of him when my grandson was younger. And so here's my little grandson and our very big dog. And let me take you back to a moment in the Foreman household where the dog is at the top of the stairs. And my dad comes into the house and my dad was not very mobile and had to really be careful about not falling. So he, he walks over to the base of the stairs. And so the dog is happy and starts coming down the stairs. And when our dog runs down the stairs, it sounds like this right here. 
So here's our dog, thinking he's a horse, coming down the stairs on a crash collision course with my dad, and my grandson sees this. And my grandson walks over and stands in front of my dad. Now my grandson's this big. And he holds up his hand. <laughs> and he says, stop. <laughs> and it was the craziest thing. That dog, <laughs> just like that, froze right in his tracks. And my dad... <laughs> Never forgot about that because he said it reminded him of the authority that the believers have. That when the enemy is coming to knock us over, because of what Jesus has done, and we're connected to Jesus, we can say, stop. <laughs> when the temptations come at us, we can say, when the discouragement comes at us, we say, Stop. when the lies come at us, we say, Stop. we say, Stop. we say, Stop. do you know who you are? You're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. As we get ready to wrap things up, thank you for your patience today. I want to share one other moment with you. I believe that for someone here today, you have a lie that has been ruling your life. Usually there is one particular lie that the enemy likes to get us to buy into because if he can get us to buy into that, it cripples the dream and the future that God has for you. And he'll bring that lie to you in different ways, but it essentially comes down to the same lie. And today someone needs to say stop to that lie. That I'm not going to live under that lie anymore, but I'm going to put that lie under my feet where it belongs. Is that you today? Uh, years ago, I, I've been the lead pastor at Cathedral for about 21 years now. And years ago, I remember having to battle a lie. And it still shows up today. You see me up here and full of confidence. and But you know, there's a lie I had to get out from under. Because 25 or so years ago, when the opportunity was opening up and it sensed I was being called to follow my dad here at Cathedral of Faith, the enemy, well, he put a lie over my life. And he said, you'll never be a pastor at Cathedral of Faith. You'll never be able to follow your dad. Who do you think you are? You don't have the right stuff. And there were lots of different phrases but it was all about the same thing. And it was about keeping me from the destiny that God had for me. And friend, if I would have lived under that lie, only God knows where my life would be if I would have continued to live under that lie over my life. But thanks be to God, the truth will set you free. And when you take your authority in Jesus,
and you put that lie under your feet over the past 20 years. Look at what the Lord has done. Oh, let's give God praise. What God did for me, God can do for you. Don't live under that lie anymore. I want you to just yell with me a few times and stop. Whatever needs you need to take authority over today, just say, stop. You ready? Let's shout it together. Stop. Lie of the enemy. Stop. We can overcome. Stop. We will be resilient. Stop. We'll break this addiction. Stop. Our family can be better. Stop. I do have a future. Stop. I have dreams in my heart. Stop. God has forgiven me. Stop. God loves me. Stop. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over every lie in Jesus' name. For Jesus' glory, amen, and amen, and amen, and amen, and amen, and amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.